Rough Talk VR. Welcome to another episode of Rough Talk VR, a weekly podcast with in-depth game reviews, exclusive developer interviews, and the latest Oculus Quest news. We join our hosts D Scruffles and Stratus2K1 today as they spend another episode breaking down and discussing the Oculus Quest virtual reality world. Hey, welcome to this episode of Rough Talk VR. Today we're doing something I alluded to it on Monday. We're doing something unique, something new in the Rough Talk VR podcast, which is what I would call a double feature. Like those old drive-in, you know, you finish one movie, whole new movie Rolls starts. right into another. Yeah, and the reason being is because there's two things that we really wanted to go over this week. And, you know, maybe we don't need to pump out four or five episodes in one week, at least at this point. So we figured, bah, we'll cram them in, we'll do a double feature. So today we wanted to talk about the new Walkabout DLC, sorry, Walkabout Mini Golf DLC, Mist, which is one of the more iconic games of the, what was it, late, like late 80s, early 90s. Yeah, they picked up, we we knew this was coming, but come on, man. The hype is real. People, yeah. th- this is like Labyrinth, you know, there's a lot of people who maybe never grew up with Labyrinth, so the <laughs> DLC was like, whatever. In the same sense, there's going to be a lot of people who didn't grow up with Mist, they just never encountered it, so it's whatever, but for the people who did, they're probably shaking in their boots with excitement, like, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Oh, no, the genuine excitement leading up to it, for sure. I mean, I admittingly was not a big Mist player, so, you know, I played it once and was like, oh, okay, but I just had other interests. Yeah, and well, in fairness, I wasn't a big Jules Verne, like, reader and stuff like that, and my hype for the courses... Hell yeah. I mean, anything walkabout mini golf is going to get like anticipation. Yeah, I don't from care me. What, it, what it is, to be honest with you. They could say, I'm coming out with the cafe course. And I'd be like, oh, dude, I'm going to shoot balls into coffee cups, into coffee, you know, pots. I can't wait. You know, they could do anything and I'd be excited. So <laughs> when it's a big existing name like Mist, of course I'm going to be excited, you know? Yep. Um, so that's what we're going to do on the second half. Just to leave you with anticipation, too. And the way we're doing our rating for that, like we did when we reviewed 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, we can't do our five different gameplay categories. No. It's ridiculous to try to put value on a 299 DLC, because obviously it's a a max score, you know? So what we're doing for Walkabout DLC courses is just a simple weight rating of 1 to 10. And then our first feature, which I guess then we can just roll right into it, we're gonna we're we're gonna talk about Among Us VR that just came out from Shell Games, you know, published by Shell Games, and it has so much hype to it. You know, Among Us was a game that existed pre-pandemic, but during the pandemic, when everybody was at home, the game soared in popularity. And you know what? I'd say for good reason. I was a big Among Us player. You know, whenever I was at home, my friends we were meeting up nightly for for a couple of weeks. It was it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I did not play it or get into it i think i played it once because you had showed me a bunch of times you're like this is the coolest game ever well the concept of the game is is really really cool you have like these blob looking guys you know the i think that they have a, an actual name for their species but you know the among us characters everybody knows them and you can pick your yeah. character like color and then there's some different hats to choose from and then games go up to 10 people and in this style of game the more the merrier. Like yeah, you're not going to get. You definitely more. don't want the least is not going to help you. No, if you have like five people, four, it's you can't really do it. You need at least like you know seven. But really, the the biggest enjoyment is ten. But nonetheless, so it's a, such a cool concept because like <laughs> these games have. I'm trying to think of how to how to explain it without. No, I deliberately left you hanging there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like. You know, you load into to the the starship, I guess you could say. And if you have a, a group of 10, eight of them are going to be crewmates. And your job as a crewmate is to fix up the ship. You're, everybody's going to get different tasks. And if everybody completes all their tasks, it's an instant win. That's your main goal as the crewmate. However, if you have 10 people, two of them are going to be what's known as imposters. So murders, murders, <laughs> horrendous people, murders, and these imposters need to try to kill everybody on the ship or sabotage the ship. The ship that's another way to win, but I'll get into that a little bit more in a second. But let's say you're going the killing route, so they need to try to kill everybody without getting outed as the killer. And when you kill somebody as the imposter, the body's just kind of laying there, 
And if somebody finds it, they can call an emergency meeting. Or there's also a red button that each player can press press once around in the middle of the, the map. That also calls an emergency meeting. Um, and then from there, everybody discusses and you try to vote out who you think is the imposter. You know, maybe you saw the guy kill, which that happened in one of our games. It was pretty funny. You watched mm-hmm. me murder somebody and tried to out me. And Yeah, people weren't listening. <laughs> no, convinced. I'm, I played it beautiful. But... You know, let's say they see the you see somebody kill them, you're like, boom, whatever. But regardless, when you find a dead body, you should probably call a meeting because what I've learned is if you're a crewmate, you see a dead body and you don't call it. If you act suspicious around that, people are going to think you're the killer, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to call that meeting the second you see a body. Um, but yeah, that's the concept: is try to kill everybody without getting caught if you're the imposter, and then the crewmates try to figure out who the imposters are or fix up the ship. Now, imposters can also do what's known as sabotaging. And in the VR version, you just open up the map and you can pick anywhere of the locations at any time to sabotage. Boom, you sabotage it. And everybody really needs to drop their tasks that they're doing now and go fix the sabotage because it gives you 30 seconds. If those 30 seconds go down and nobody's repaired the sabotage, boom, instant win for the imposters. So everybody kind of has two ways to win. Either imposters kill everybody or successfully gets a sabotage. And the crewmates, either they repair everything or they successfully out the imposters. So pretty simple concept, but it really shows human nature at its highest level, I would say. Well, yeah, because you have the whole discussion period when somebody either presses the button because mm-hmm. they think they, I mean, it's just a whodunit. But, <laughs> you know, if you're the if you're the person that's tasked with murdering everyone, Obviously, you're not going to go into these meetings and be like, oh, it's me. So you're going to do it and say whatever you need to if it if the heat's even coming that way. Because I see a lot of times like you can pick up the vibe of the room at the meeting when people are like, well, I'm not 100%, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. And you know it's going to be a no vote. You're like, all right, I'm safe. If you're the imposter there and you hear yeah. people talking about and then skipping. you go into like, you know, somebody finds a body, whatever, and you go back into that meeting. Even if you're not the imposter, you know, you could just be the orange guy. And freaking, you know, people might be like, oh, no, it's white. It's white. We know it's white. And it's like, well, whether it's white or not, that's who's going to get that vote. Mm-hmm. You And so if you are the imposter and you're not, you know. You're not hearing your name being suspected. Yeah, you're going to you, lean into it. You're going to be like, hell you, yeah, it's white. But you don't even need to say shit. Mm-hmm. You just be quiet and just vote vote well, where you know everyone's voting. Well, here's where VR brings a different element to this game. In the other versions, in the computer version and the phone version, it's text chat. Yep. So it's so much easier to lie and put up a character through text where nobody can hear your tone. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly, oh, yeah. You know, anything. Word, just words. In this, it's voice chat. I mean, they have a text chat that you can open by like opening up the menu. Then there's a text box and there's a bunch of pre-selected things. Yeah. But it's nothing like really. Nothing that's going to get deep. And it would take too long to actually communicate in that method during a discussion, I think, in my opinion. But with voice chat, it's like you can try to BS, but if you're not a good liar, you're going to get caught. Oh, yeah. Well. Or if you just don't do well in the hot seat under pressure, you can even be not guilty. Yeah, I was gonna. I was. That's what I was gonna allude to. That you know, if your personality just isn't there for for being accused of something that you mm-hmm. genuinely didn't do, because I've already seen that happen. Yeah, yeah, that even happened to me last night because I was I was one of the imposters and I had successfully convinced that it was not me. Yeah, I had actually right. gotten somebody else outed. Yeah, but then the next game I wasn't the imposter, and there was some. Some heat coming my way a little bit because I act a little suspicious around something by accident. Do you want to talk about our first game? What's that? When my night consisted of, for whatever reason, it was just presumed that I was I <laughs> well, was going to be the I did imposter. You, I did you dirty. I know, man. Posted in Discord. And yeah, shit. we're playing with our Discord community, and <laughs> I'm like, everybody, keep an eye on Stratus. This is his type of game. He's gonna he's gonna be the shiftiest, and yeah, people just assumed it was you. Yep. Um, so either if like I was seen by the imposter, I'd get killed. And if I wasn't seen by the imposter and we go into a meeting, even without saying a word, I'd be next to people. Mm-hmm. They'd be like, I don't know, blues up to something. But that just happened. At least that only happened the first time. Yeah, you didn't act no, too shifty it, that whole night. And that kind was, of, I think, it was freaking you. great. But there's a couple of things I forgot to mention right at the start that I think is kind of important to specify. Mm-hmm. So we're not doing a full review of Among Us today. 
as you could hear when I was describing the game, not ready to give the full breakdown of of our full thoughts and the way everything works. The game just came out. We've been doing a lot of fun private lobbies with our Discord community, but we haven't really done public library. Yeah, that's where we're going to spend. Mm -hmm. And in fairness, you kind of got to do that in order to review it. So what we're doing today is our early impressions on it. And then as well, I did not mention, so I I said Shell Games is the publisher. They're actually Mm -hmm. not the publisher of this. I just want to specify who is and who the other developers are because it's it's well done and they deserve the the love. Of course. So it's published by Inner Sloth, who's the original makers of... Which they have a great logo, by the way. Come on, I love sloths. <laughs> right. Come on. And then it's developed by Shell Games, Inner Sloth LLC, and Robot Teddy. So three different development studios working on this game, and it's pretty polished in the end, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I won't go too deep, but... It's exceeded my expectations. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, I don't have the experience of playing it before it was VR. So it's like, I'm really going into it. Blind. Yeah. Like, you know, and also thinking like, how many people will this be their first time ever playing this type of game? But, you know, right. I mean, we won't know till we do the public lobbies, but I haven't heard one person say that there wasn't a lot of kids. And so that was always a complaint of among us before vr was that mm-hmm. it's a because it's it's a free app you know you can just get it for free on your phone so obviously free equals kids mm-hmm. you know so a lot of kids got very into among us and that was kind of a fear people had where it was like well look the kids were bad enough in among us in the text chat i don't want to go into a lobby of nine other people that are all high-pitched screeching kids under the 13 year old age requirement just mm-hmm. going nuts you know and i have seen some of those complaints that there's a lot of kids in the public lo- lobbies but mm-hmm. Haven't experienced it myself yet no, either. That's where we're going. So, and as well, I didn't mention that either. The game's nine ninety nine on the official MetaQuest store, which is well, I, I don't want to get. It's a steal. Let's it's a honest. steal. It's, it, you know, I mean, there's a lot of enjoyment in it, and if anything, it not being free is going to very much cut back on the the kid issue. You know, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> mom and dad will probably buy it. <laughs> I mean, if the lobbies are already filled, we're you know, oh, yeah. these no, aren't cl- kids' headsets. Clearly these are their parents' them. headsets. But just imagine if it w- if it was free, I can only imagine that it would be times 10, you know? Oh, yeah, no. God, no, no. So, Dude, no. A couple things with this. I'd say that this is a game that your most enjoyment At least comes we can up. go into the lobby as a group of two, so it's not like we're... Soloing it at the very worst case. Yeah, that's Correct. true. And so a game like this, I've mentioned it before, you know, the more the merrier. You need at least a big group, at least, you know, like eight, seven to tens. I'd say seven to tens of the range. Here's the thing. At seven, you still only have one imposter, though. Mm -hmm. Everything seven and under is one imposter for the group. Which is fair. Yeah, because you don't want it. It's outnumbered. Once you get to eight, nine and ten players, then you have two imposters in the whole group as well. So you you, just imagine playing five people. It's just not the same. So one, you need a, a big group. And then two, who's in the group that you're playing with is going to very much dictate the enjoyment. Well, if anyone wants to play adult guaranteed, they can come to our Discord. Yeah, we've been saying we'll up. probably be playing for a while. So Yeah, it was we've had a lot of fun the last couple we days. Got a game meetup section in there. You can just post in there and I don't think you'll struggle too hard to get people to play with. Nope, a couple of days in a row we've done some you know, the first night we played, I think we only had seven people. Seven or eight. It was seven because remember we only had the one imposter. Yeah, and it that's was, right. But then the you know the next time we played, boom, full lobby right away, and it was it was a lot of fun. I mean, we even played with uh, the bocce dev was was with us. He was hosting it. He had the best internet. Mm, I'll tell you right now, I'm keeping an eye on that guy. He's a he's good at <laughs> yeah, playing. We'll this get shit. into that. Yeah. So, I mean, the the concept of the game is real simple. Even the graphics aren't anything sophisticated. They kind of have that like you know style of VR graphics. You'll see sometimes that the pencil drawn look you know it's it's really not super detailed or i guess super high depth i don't think it needs to be in this game i actually think the graphics work really good for it yeah it's what you got to do and say that's the most important in this i mean obviously graphics are important but it's more of that cartoon world mm-hmm. yeah that's why I, said, I don't know if pencil drawing is the right way to put it but cartoon world is a good yeah good description. Like cartoon world um versus like those typical you know like but, unity blocky graphics that that you might also see and then you know Voice I'm censoring myself for the rest of this, by the way, because <laughs> I'm we're going to be reviewing it. So yeah, you don't want to say too much. Yeah, there's only that's another thing. It's like we're not we don't have enough hours in it to give it a fair review, 
but we've done enough games that there's, you know, some things that we do do definitely want to go over, but can't blow off, off all of our steam for next week either, you know. Mm. Um, but the game has proximity chat, so you don't need to be in a like a, a party lobby in this, like a, a lobby. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? A party chat? Yeah, private chat, party chat. And the game actually works much better not because the the addition of proximity voice chat is huge. You know, if you're in one room and somebody else two rooms away, they're not going to hear you. So, not going to hear you scream. Nope. If if you're in a group chat, you know, you might hear somebody get murdered. They'd be like, oh, man, I just got murdered. But if they're in a alone in a room, somebody pops out of a vent and kills them. Yeah, I mean, if you're using party chat and playing this, you're cheating. I mean, that's essentially what's going on. Mm -hmm. And that was a complaint that would come up in, like, the free flat screen version. People would, like, play with their friends, and then they'd all... But that's why it's... The group that you're in dictates the fun, you know? Yeah. So we'll definitely see what's up in the the public lobbies. Yeah. I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm nervous. Because it's either private or public. That's the only way you're playing this. I've even seen some people, you know, like, hey, I had the N-word thrown at me in the first, you know, two minutes I hopped in. And it's like, ah, oh, that's never what you want to hear, especially in a game like this that you just you can't, you, you can't have that stuff going on. Or like you go and there's a bunch of little kids and they're just like, I'm the imposter every time. It's like, well, now the game's yeah, not I've fun. I've heard that one a couple of times. I did hear a parent who was like, you know, my kid used to play this game and I, I didn't really think anything of it. And then I got it for VR for, mm-hmm. for him. And he's like, the body was chopped in half and laying on the floor. I can't believe this is the best game ever. I've never had so much fun in my life. So it was good to see some adult positive posts of like, you know, they're actually the one who's playing it, not their kid. Uh, man, I'll say right now, if you have a mature lobby going on, you're going to have a great time. It's hilarious. Like yeah. when you... When you when you call emergency meeting because somebody got killed or somebody just presses the button, whatever, it gives you a discussion period, and then there's a voting period, and it's not like you vote for somebody and because one person voted for them they're out. Like it needs a majority, and people can even skip votes, you know. Mm. So it's like when you if you guys get it wrong and now you know one thing to skip a vote, but you falsely accuse somebody and you vote them out. Everybody always says the same thing, right? They're like, all right, you're going to see, like, you're going to regret that, like, have fun. And then it'll show them, like, you know, floating out in space. And then it'll tell you, you know, green was not an imposter. And you, every time the whole lobby, you just hear everybody's voice chat go crazy. They're like, oh, it's it's always funny. Mm. And it's it's cool to see everybody's different. I don't know. The fact that how easy it is to convince people. Like, not just me. I get convinced. I get tricked all the time by people. It's like, man, humans are very, very manipulatable. And a game like this shows it. No, I agree. I'll talk about it. I told Uh, you I'm not saying nothing more. Yeah, I think I'm not saying another word. I think that's good for the early impressions on it at this point. You know, otherwise we're going to start to go. The only thing missing is the score. Yeah. uh, Well, (laughs) you know, if we did reviews in 18 minutes, that would be... uh, yeah. No, no, no. Uh, we got much more to say, trust me. And I think we'll have very interesting opinions after spending a week in a mix of private and public lo- lobbies. But nonetheless, so that's our early impressions on Among Us. So far, nine ninety nine. Like you said, it's a steal. It's a blast. Yeah, there's no reason not, even if you hate it. I mean, for nine ninety nine, it's like, well, why not try it? Yeah, and I mean, if your issue is finding a group to play with, come join our Discord. You know, like like you said, we're setting up a bunch of things in our game meetup section. And you're pretty much guaranteed a, a mature, you know, lively. Look, at there's nobody who didn't. I did not want to play a game with 10 people ever. Mm-hmm. I saw no reason in my life to ever. But now you do. For a game like this. Yeah, it works. So if, if you do have a, a nice mature crowd mm-hmm. that can, you know. And I can understand people being like, well, look, that sounds great and all, but. I don't have eight other pe- nine other people that I know who have VR, so I am at the mercy of the public lobbies. Not only are we setting up games in our Discord, which hint, hint, nudge, nudge, that's the one you should go check out. You know, even like the the shell games, the the Among Us VR. Yeah, you can find so plenty of people to play with. Uh, yeah, everybody's VR Discords are doing game meetups. It's it's pretty hot right now. So other than that, you know, let's get into the Amazingly, other feature. This is the only other... What we're going to talk about next is the only other one that also works with a shit ton of people. That's actually the more correct. the merrier. 
That's a walkabout mini golf, like we said in the beginning. They're their new DLC for Mist. And you say that because at this point, walkabout sports up to eight people. Yep. Which I will say, if you have a group that big <laughs> and walkabout, like an Among Us round is what? Five, ten minutes, depending on the way things go. Oh, it could be over you know, yeah, depending seven players, someone could instantly know. Mm-hmm. Or somebody could pull off a quick sabotage, nobody stops it, boom, that's it. That's done. Couple minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Eight players in walkabout mini golf. I've not done an eight person lobby yet. One of somebody in our Discord did Amelia did. I think she said it's something like an hour and a half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you, you're going to be there for more than an hour for sure. Well, think even just us when we were playing Mist, it was probably like what thirty minutes for two people, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit more. Especially those first couple were really looking. Yeah, for and the we're balls. yeah, we're crazy. Yeah, so <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll hop right into it. So now now it's time for the other half of the feature, our, our breakdown on the Mist course, which right off the top, something I've been dying to say about this. Whoever hid the balls on this one, hats off. I think it's the same dude, isn't it? It's got to be, but man, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, our first playthrough of it, we got all the balls. Yeah, that's never happened. But we went hunting, and but it's not like we did it quick. Like We really devoted some time to it, but we got all the balls. We have still not gotten all the balls on Mm-mm. Mist. And like, I'm convinced there's not. they're not all there. Dude, dude, there's a couple <laughs> of them that like... I'm convinced. They've always been good with hiding the balls with like texture, similarity, layout, you know, where it is, you know, perspective. Oh, you look from that angle. There it isn't. This course is on a whole different level with that stuff. Not just that. The course itself is ridiculously on a different level. Mm -hmm. This is one of the. I'd say it's the hardest one I've ever played. I'd I'd agree. Especially that hard mode. From Walkabout, definitely. I'd say where they really knocked it out of the park on this one is how interactable the whole course is like most of the holes it's like there's buttons you have to hit that activate air vents like there's so many different things going on most of the courses have a couple like i guess interactable areas but it's almost every hole on this it's like no there's some like almost puzzle to it and that makes sense as this is a puzzle game yeah this is not (laughs) I'm waiting for I'm I'm waiting for the hole in one videos on a couple of holes because I'm like, you know what? I just don't I got one that was ridiculous that I will never be able to replicate. It was just like one of those you hit it so hard and it ricochets and it actually Flies goes in, in the you know? air and goes in. Yeah. But like I said, most of these on, on most holes so like you'll start, you'll see the hole at the end, but there's a wall up. And then let's say that there's a button in front of it. So in order to get that that wall down, you have to you know, roll over the the button, the wall will go down, and then you're, here's a chance to go in. So you kind of have to time it how hard you hit it because, you know, if you activate the button and then you go super fast, the wall's still coming down. You're just going to ricochet off the wall and go back to the starting point. Some of them, the buttons are, you know, it'll only stay down while you're on it. Some of them, it'll be like if you go over it again, it'll undo it. So you have to be really smart about how you hit it. And that's just one example. Like I said, there's other ones that, there's an air vent blowing. You hit the, the button. Boom. Now air starts coming out and you'll see a couple of them. So you kind of have to time. All right. How are you doing it? Maybe the button changes the the gravity of a, not gravity, but like the level of a platform. Maybe it spins a wall and it's like never ending with the possibilities on this one. They've, they've really knocked it out of the park. Like I said, with the interactability. Well, that and the whole challenge of the courses is what really blew me away was like, they're giving you, you know, not just typical, I'll say typical, you know, walkabout quality with everything else, but the the courses are definitely harder. Mm-hmm. They're graphic. Especially in the hard mode. Come on, man. Yeah. Some, the, the hard mode one was absolutely ridiculous. I think we got mm-hmm. what, plus 25 and plus 27 on it? Yep. It was, it was bad. One of my few, my very <laughs> rare really beatings bad. of yours. Um, but yeah, like I said, since Mist is a puzzle game, there's even one hole in this that it's like they have the, a bunch of buttons on the ground and then they have image, you know, I won't say where, but like the images of which buttons you need to hit are somewhere in the course. And it's like, if you just went in here and started swinging, you wouldn't figure that out. You'd have to hit every button before you really figured it out. But it's like, Nope, they're bringing a puzzle game element to walk about mini golf. It's very interesting. Lots of levers and stuff at certain holes that you can manipulate. And I don't know what it does, if it does anything at all, but I'm kind of like, yeah, what happens if Thanks. you flip them all up? And 
Yeah, I'm wondering, like, is there some sequence or pattern mm-hmm. you should use, or is it just a novelty and you're literally just flicking a button? But there is the one that moves a clock. Yeah, that also can change has a, the time of a clock. And it has a button on it that doesn't do anything when you click the button. Yeah. All I can think is, like, man, if I spent more time in Mist, if I grew up with Mist, yeah, you'd probably I'd probably know. know exactly. And be like, all right, so you put that lever up, that level down, lever down, the next lever is going to go, the next two are going to go up, and then, I, you know, something. I feel like that there's something bonus in there somewhere. It's the first time I ever was like, oh, I regret not really playing Mist. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what's smart about these doing these crossovers. But what's cool is having not played Mist and playing, you know, the the two courses, it's like, Oh, what you? I still Damn, have, I haven't missed nothing. No, uh, no pun intended. You know, right? Um, but <laughs> no, that, that's actually a good point. I, I wanted to get into that too. I, if anybody knows what's up with those levers, those buttons, those interactable environment parts that don't have to do if with anything, the course, yeah, let could us be, know. It could just be a novelty. Yeah, there. I'd say it's probably about fifty-fifty right now. I know. I, I feel. I personally feel like it has to do something. They do something, but. I move them and nothing happens and I press this and nothing happens other than like it lights up and shit. Mm -hmm. Then I'll look in the sky and look around for like clues or whatever. No, yeah, man. Walkabout mini golf, well, more specifically Mighty Coconut. Mm -hmm. They never disappoint for $2.99, dude. No, they've, they've, well, there's a reason why they dominate what they do. Mm Mm-hmm. I think it's only going to grow. Like the social VR aspect is highlighted so strongly in, in Walkabout Mini Golf. It's just, it has that, like I always say, that magic it feel. You hop mm-hmm. in, you go, oh, this is good. I mean, two holes into Mist, I was like, this is going to be a good course. This is already hard. Oh, fuck yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not complaining about the fact we haven't found all the balls yet. No, what And now my fear is, is like, do you have to like hit one of those levers to find the ball? Okay, so there was a couple of the balls that we found so, uh, that are very hard to see, like extremely. Yeah, like, I you're got, not kidding. And it's like, man, is that how they're playing in this? So these balls, and it's like something that we ran into is like, where exactly does the course start? Where exactly does the, I'm sorry, not the course, but the hole. Where's the start of the hole? Where's the end technically? Like now am I looking in the other hole that I already found the ball? It's mm. like, hmm, where's the boundaries that this could go on to? I don't know. So, they get they got me stumped with a couple of the holes, though. So. Mm-hmm. We always do our cockroach thing where, you know, new hole, we just, pew, you see us both shoot out. We're looking everywhere and sniffing all the corners. A lot of these holes aren't like labyrinth length. You know, remember labyrinth? Labyrinth was so long. Mm-hmm. There, there was a huge course. Balls could have been anywhere in that that sense. In this one, it's like none of them are really huge like that. But they're hidden. That's almost worse. <laughs> they're hidden. When you can see the whole course, right? Or the whole hole right around you and you're like. There's no ball. Oh. You know? I know, dude. Trust dude, me, I get it. There's that one that has like almost that surgical looking seat on it. And yeah. then you have to hit the correct buttons to lower it. And then you can go in where like there's those shelves that those like kind of circular shelves. And I remember you looking at each level of the oh, shelf. I was on the floor. Yeah. I could see your guy all the way down to the ground. And I'm like, dude, you're looking at the ground right now. You're like, I, I know I how these to. guys play. Yeah. It's like, and guess what? We didn't find it in that one. Nope. I even said I'm like well played coconut. <laughs> yeah, I think we said that a lot of well times. Well played. I was like, wow, they really outdid themselves with the hiding balls on this one. Yeah. And there's no shortage of holes on this one that will destroy your score. <laughs> I mean, even <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I want to see all the the hole in one videos for this course. There's some of them I'm like, I don't see how you would do a <laughs> hole in one on this one. No. Some of them absolutely. But others, I'm like, if if you get a hole in one mm-hmm. I, you know, blind luck, mm-hmm. you earn, I don't, I can't say you even earned it because I can think of a couple where it's like, wow, you, you just have to smash it and well, pray. Es- and Especially when you've never done the hole before because what usually what happens is we get to a new hole, you know, we cockroach out finding for the ball, whatever. Looking but, for the ball first, man. But then we'll do a kind of a quick up and down of the the hole. And it's pretty simple. Like, all right, you know, you just kind of build a game plan. With this one, if it's the first time you've ever been on the hole, because there's kind of that puzzle element, you'll be like, well, what's those buttons do? The only way you're going to learn is play the hole, you know? So it's like, not only were we going and looking for the ball and analyzing the hole from a strategic standpoint, we would also analyze it and go, how does this hole work? Mm -hmm. Like, what's going on? What are these buttons, you know? So it's like a whole different element to your strategy in this. Oh, yeah. Knowing that 
not only do you have to hit your your golf ball, but you have to hit it specifically over a a sequence of events. I guess yeah, you could say you know the, the, the buttons or whatever. I calling it, could it be. a button because that makes it sound like it's sticking up. No, it's like this square. Yeah, it's just a platform, or not even a platform. I I just call them a button because it's like you your ball hits it and then it interacts, <laughs> you know. But it's like a square thing just placed on the ground with an image on it. Yeah, and you better hit it. And the on the button, if you look, the image that's on the button is going to give you a hint of what that button does. Like the wind one's going to show some wind. You wind know? one's pretty obvious. Yeah, that, I guess why I keep pipe. referencing it because it's yeah. a, or like you might see, you know, what is obviously something tilted. Well, all right, that's going to tilt. You know, man, the ones that were the most essential are the ones that like, you know, you hit it and then it builds the wall. But on that that same hole that I'm referencing, that makes you build the wall. There's no walls on the hard mode one. No. That one was so terrible to do. No. That was... I think this might have been one of my highest hard mode scores. Yeah. I mean, I knew if the difficulty of the normal course is challenging enough, mm-hmm. you already know that in hard mode, it's it's going to be... And they, they did a great job. I mean, it's a great challenging course. It's definitely entertaining. I think it's going to take people a little longer to master like some of the people have with the other courses. There's so much strategy in this one. And I, I think they're just, you know, as as Mighty Coconut does, every time they do something, it, it you know it's going to be great, but it just gets a little better. Now they're always and upping the... Better. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like they up the ante on the ball find. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for this course, they up the ante on the challenge level of it. Without a doubt. I mean, I think that there's some other courses that we haven't found every single ball on, mm-hmm. but I don't think we've ever struggled like that. No. And again, in the hard mode, I don't think I've ever had no. such a high score, you know, and even, you know, we've done the course a good amount of times. Uh, there's a couple holes that if I play it wrong, they're just going to, like I said, destroy my score. <laughs> like, Yeah, you will stroke out. Yeah, I stroked out a lot, <laughs> especially in the hard mode. Oh my goodness, it was terrible. Like that one, that even in the it's in the normal mode where you're like, yeah, it, you can see the buttons kind of like going up, mm-hmm. and then each one that you hit like moves a platform down, and you have to hit it to the correct button and have that platform go down, and then you roll off the side and go right into the hole. I remember that one. I was like negative five or something like that. I blind locked it the first time we played that one. Yeah, it's funny. Then the next time you went to go do it, you struggled with it. Yeah, I bit. almost stroked out. Yeah. It's funny how that goes, but that one completely destroyed my score the first time we did it. And I was doing so good. I was so proud of myself. You know, I was like under par by a little bit. I was like, dude, I'm going to first time I do this course, I'm going to go under par. And it seems so hard. And then I think I ended up because it was the first time we did. I think I finished like plus seven. It it only takes one hole, though, to to really mess up a score. And again, there's no shortage of those holes in this one, especially in hard mode. Yeah, dude, I can't say Hard mode's a score eater. Mm-hmm. I can't say it enough. They, they, the hard mode in this one is hard. Yeah, I give them props. I just, I wish I could compare it more to Mist, but I guess I'll go into it with the open mind of I can't because I wasn't a Mist player. Well, yeah, and I, I feel like they did a good job in that. You know, if you didn't play Mist, you're gonna get enjoyment out of it. That's something you know. Yeah. I didn't feel like we were missing I mean, much. Look, they do it. They brought to the table what they do best. So. But you got to think there's some pretty iconic puzzles in Mist, mm-hmm. and there's probably some people who see either see reference to that I was in the say course a lot itself, of references, yeah. Or what I think a lot of reference comes in is exactly what you were theorizing, and those you know interactable objects that don't seem to do anything. I don't know. I just think that there's a lot of deep cuts for big Mist fans that are going to be <laughs> uh, be a huge hit. I keep saying it, man. Though you know, again, I'm I wasn't like it's not like I grew up and Jules Verne was my favorite author, and I read every single one of his books. You know, nothing bad. I love them. And the courses have been amazing. Labyrinth was an amazing course. It's a good movie. It's not my number one movie. Same thing with Mist. <laughs> I don't think it's anybody's number one. I can't wait till we get, I keep saying it, something like a Star Wars course yeah. or like something that's like selfishly very close to home in me. You know, something that I see and I go, oh, that's one of my favorite movies or one of my favorite shows. And because if I've been enjoying these ones that I don't know that much about going in and I've been loving these courses so much. I can only imagine for somebody who, like, you know, this is one of their favorites. It, it just must feel so good. This is also, isn't this our third licensed map in a, well, course in a row now? Just this year? I mean, yeah. 
Yeah, they pumped out the two. So they pumped out Labyrinth. Then they pumped out. Do they do one or two duels, Vern, so far? Just one. Just one, the 20,000 leagues. Yep. And then they just pumped With this one. With two coming soon. And they even changed the UI on the like the whole select a little bit where you used to just kind of like scroll through them all. Now they have it in like categories. So they'll show like the base courses. Yeah. Then they show the Lost Cities courses. When you scroll over, then they go, you know, there's the the Jules Verne. So it's cool to see the kind of the categories of it going I on. I like they're coming soon. Well, <laughs> That's always good. But that you figure that's already a wrap probably. I think that that was essential for them to update that user interface like that because it I don't think they're slowing down on courses, especially these like... Oh, so it makes me wonder, are they going to go, you know, what's going to be their next drop? I'm, I'm, if I had to guess, I'm, I imagine they'll finish up Jules Verne, right? And then what? It could be anything. That's kind of what I'm saying. I, it's I, like, I, I don't know, but I'm with you. I, I wouldn't complain about a Star Wars one. That would be, that would be number one or a Harry Potter or Lord of the Rings or, or anything. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm. I don't care what series. they do. Yeah. I don't care what they do. As long as they keep doing what they're doing. And what they do is inspirational in uh, the VR world because there's so many. It's like if they do something, the news will mm-hmm. pick up on it. Um, they do get the proper accolades and kudos for what they do. And we know other developers look at them as like, they're kind of role models in the industry. Mm-hmm. If you do it the way, you know, Mighty Coconut does it, they've gotten a proven program for success and we've talked to several people from the team and it's like you can really hear the creative the creativity that is, oh, the team it, is sick oh my god it's it's a dream team we always say yeah. that it's a dream team it's and like, you, you see it in that product that's your olympic your olympic gold medalist right there and i know we said this ad nauseum in the twenty thousand leagues under the sea review but dude 299 yeah no can, i mean what can you say technically you get two courses Cheaper than an extra large cup of coffee. Right. And you're going to get much more enjoyment, uh-huh. like longer usage out of it, you know? Yeah, you can invite friends and shit. Mm-hmm. I mean, geez, I could play the easy course itself probably, you know, three, four times in a row, no problem. And that's just the easy course. Then you have a whole nother course in the hard, the the dark mode, the night mode one. Mm-hmm. And it's for three bucks, <laughs> you're getting so much additional playtime. It's funny that's three bucks. Mm-hmm. And you but know, no, they've. They've always charged reasonable, and you would think for licensed stuff they would have to go a little higher. But that's something that we've always said. But no, they keep it. They keep that baby two ninety nine, and it's like, damn. I think it's because they really want everyone to have it. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, what's the bare minimum we have to charge to make that happen? Well, and uh, you know, they sell keeps a, the lights on. They sell a million. That's three mil. Mm-hmm. Simple. You know, it's like. I imagine Which they can put towards more licensing. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, you know, we'll never be privy to this stuff. You know, not only am I curious oh, no. how many copies Walkabout sold, because they're big not only on, you know, the MetaQuest, it's like their top Steam game as well. It's like, I wonder how many sales these DLCs actually get. I think it's a lot. My guess is a lot. For them to be able to get these licenses. You got to figure millions. They probably sold millions of copies. Of just the game? Yeah, yeah. without a doubt, in my opinion. When you hear like Oculus go like, you know, 50% of developers have made this much. 50. And how can you not it's get it. one of the DLCs? It's like you bought the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not like it's as much as the game or more than the game. It's literally cheaper than a cup of coffee. And we're hitting the... And you own it. We're hitting the point in walkabout courses that it's not that it's like unrealistic fantasy, but it's like you wouldn't go to a mini golf course and see this. This type of, like, you you can't go and and experience this, you know? (laughs) Not at all. You're going to hit underneath the windmill, whatever. And it's like their original courses are more of those traditional, you know, what you would see at realistically most mini golf courses. Whereas, like, these last couple DLCs are just like, they're really leaning into the possibilities of VR, their physics engine, the interactability. And I swear you're seeing some of that Disney Imagineer talent. In the, the design of these courses, you know, it's really creative. No, I, I think everybody, and we said it before, they're a dream team, but I don't think it matters what the role is. I think everyone who's got a role is all, you know, meaning like I'll never work for Mighty Coconut. Um, I, I could bring nothing to the table. <laughs> too, too much in, talent? In compare, yeah, it's like the talent you're up against. I can talk like, about hmm. your game a lot. 
to tell you how great it is. Can't can't sell your game for you because you've already got that honed. No, they're 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 killing it again. When you yeah. go to the top selling charts, you know they're always in the the, the most popular, the top selling in Steam and they're and great, the MetaQuest. Great for the community. Yeah, they really are cross platform too. I think that that's essential for a game like this. You know, we were saying that uh, we hope population one we would see that with PlayStation VR and just to expand the, the player base. And I think that that's. It's it's nice for us selfishly when like we're setting up a get together, and it doesn't matter if somebody's on PC VR or yeah. whatever. It's like all right, if you're on the Quest, if you're on the Rift, whatever, we can play together. And I think cross that's platforms huge. is shit. What's that? I said everyone wins with cross platform. Oh yeah, I don't. I understand when games aren't because development is complicated, but it is so nice when games are are cross platform. Mm-hmm. So, man, walk about mini golf taking it to the next level. Every time I'm so excited to see the the rest of these Jules Verne cur- courses, and then like you said, who knows what they're? Yeah, I'm more I'm more curious about what I don't know than what I'm I already know is coming because I already know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, are they ever going to put out something that's not going to be fun and great? Probably not. Mm-hmm. So I mean, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know why I can even talk about them anymore because it's like literally. Well, it's like what's what's bad to say. I don't want to not put out these episodes. Yeah, no, no, no. But it is very obvious what our rating is going to be. Like I said, we're just just doing a simple one to ten with this, not our full in depth, you know, rating. But it should be no surprise that where it's above five or six for any mock. Like it's very obvious. You see us put out walk about mini golf thoughts. It's probably going to be positive. Maybe I'm biased at this point, mm-hmm. but I don't I don't care because I really challenge like what's negative to say about them as a company as a whole. You, you can't say anything but positive things. Their finished product is, you know, the only area that anyone could ever knock them. And it's such a fine line is just probably graphics. But I actually think the graphics yes, make it, the that's game. That's the thing. So it's like it's their thing. That's and part of the reason it's so happy feeling and so yep. alive. You know, it's hard not to smile opening up walk walk about mini golf. You know, no, looking at all the balls you earned. So you know a develop you know a game's good when their worst aspect is actually a positive. That you may, know, yeah, it's like oh so yeah, it's like if I were to ever look for anything, that's the one thing I'd look for. But if it wasn't that way, then it wouldn't be the experience that they're putting on the table. So it's it's walkabout. Yeah, it's like what can you say? I mean, what all the attest, price, bro? Right? What I can attest, it was expensive. <laughs> two ninety nine. I spent two dollars and ninety nine cents on that. Uh, well, well, Come what on. I, what I, at the very least that I <laughs> I think we can attest to is whether you're a Mist fan, whether you've played Mist or not, it's still going oh, to be an enjoyable course. Yeah, it's worth every penny. It's not like recycled aspects of other courses. It's like the way that they're utilizing these buttons and the physics and the interactability of the courses, the bridge building, the rotating. It's on a whole new level. It's like every ball hiding. The ball hiding, yeah. Ball hiding. Oh, man, did they do a good job with that. Yeah, kudos to that guy. Yeah. So Aside from everyone else who busted ass to make mm-hmm. it and make it a beautiful product, the ball hider, kudos. I feel like all of these DLCs, they're bringing something new with each DLC. You know, it's like Labyrinth. It's like they really, they showed off their artistic capabilities with, with the sheer size of it. Yes. Yeah. The uh, massiveness. All of the courses, I love the artwork. I'm not saying Labyrinth was better artistically, but what sticks out is exactly that, the vastness. It's a huge course. There's even one of the holes where we went running in the maze in Labyrinth and we we're like, how big is this? So that's what they really showed off in that. In 20,000 Leagues of the Sea, they really showed out Showed off their creativity with what they can do with a submarine. Small you know? space, yeah. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so much new interactability like this new one, but it was like, dude, it's a submarine. There's only so much you can do, right? Wrong. Here's 36 holes because of easy and hard, you know, of really creative aspects. And then in this new course, they're like, well, what can we bring to the table with interactability and puzzles? And it's yeah, for doing a puzzle game. It makes total sense. It was genius. I didn't think that they were going to go that route. I don't, in the back mm-hmm. of my mind, I was like, what's the mist tie-in going to be? Is it going to be just environment? You know, but it's like, no, it's, I thought it was just a puzzle game, scenery and environment, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. And I was content with that. Yeah. Now, no, it's a puzzle game. It's like, no, 
there's interactivity going on. Mm-hmm. Some real, some thinking the first couple of times you hit the whole list, you're going to be like, wait, okay, let me go check out with that. But what, what do you got to do? You know, there was even one in the, the hard mode where it's like you had to, you had to hit it all the way one way, like down a hall, you had to go down, hit a button. And then you, you're like, where's the hole? And I'm like, it's back at the beginning. You know? start. Yeah. And that's another thing that will happen. will be like these elevated platforms around a hole. And until you hit either one button or a certain sequence of buttons, that platform for the hole is going to stay up. So unless you get lucky with an airborne shot, you have to hit all the buttons. Otherwise, it's just not, it's impossible to go in. Oh, they did such a good job. Mm-hmm. They, did, they did such I a good job. I can't hype it up enough. Yeah. But at that point, I'm a shill. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, <laughs> I don't want to not do these reviews, you know? It's like, but it's pretty obvious. If it comes from Walkabout Mini Golf, just jump like on Mighty it. Coconut, it's it's going to get a positive rating. And if you're on us. the fence, now you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, what I'd say that this this review f- serves the biggest purpose, like I said, is if somebody was like, oh, I didn't never played Mist, am I going to enjoy it? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. You're going to love it. You I'm know? living proof. Now, if you did play Mist, you're, <laughs> you're just going to love it even more, you know? Correct. And then you can maybe answer some questions. Yes, please. Like I said before, if anybody knows about those buttons, the levers, any of that stuff, please let us know because it's 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 killing me. It looks like it should, but there's it does nothing. Nope. And it <laughs> might not do anything either. There's even one that has like almost like these tiki torch looking things, and you can click a button on it and it like highlights the image on it. And we went around and clicked every single one of them on. We're like, something's gotta happen. We'll figure it out. Yeah, there's something there. But more important than that to me is getting all 18 of those balls. Yeah. That's objective number one. Dude, on a hole number one, we were stumped for a bit. Like, Dude, it didn't <laughs> didn't even take but hole one before I realized this is going to be this is going to be, be hard. a problem. Both in playing and I think hole two was like our first real struggle. Mm-hmm. I was like, you got to be kidding me. We're struggling on hole two with trying yep. to find a ball. Well, I think it took us a couple minutes for hole one. I think there was an initial struggle, but then we did get hole one. Yep. And it was like, it was real environmental. We were like, oh. But then, yep, hole two. Right there, I knew it was over. <laughs> I was like, we're not getting all the balls. This is not going to be a short game, and we're yep. not going home with all our balls. I think the first time we played this one, it probably took us over an hour to finish the course. Easily. Just because of Easily. searching all around. Oh, and I was doing so good getting so close to under par, and then it just all melted away on that hole. <laughs> I was so pissed because to unlock the hard course, you either need to get, you know, I forget the exact number of balls. I don't think it's all of them, but you need to get a certain number of balls. Ten. Or or you need to get under par on the under course. Par. So I was like, by that point, I was like, we're not getting we're not getting ten balls. You know, we're not getting all the balls. There's no way. So I was like, all right, if I can at least get under par, I'll unlock the hard course. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we had ten or nine. Yep, and then, by the end of it, yep. yeah. Just now, missing that one. Now I think we're up to, and since then I've scored under par, but I think we're at 11 or 12 of the balls. Yeah, still got more to go. Um, there's some of them I'm like, I don't think I'm ever, I don't, I don't know where it could be. I've searched every uh, single inch, and there was one that we almost didn't find it, and then you're walking and you turned around and you're like, all about perspective. You're like, I see it, and I'm like, oh, with that in mind, how, like, no. How did you not see it? Well, and like, to find the ball in the ones that we don't find yet, I, I might have to go somewhere crazy in the course or just like look at it from the perfect angle. It's like, oh. Sometimes I so feel like I've looked there before. Yeah, but it's all about it perspective. Wasn't there, and then I look again, and now it's there. It's all about the angle you look at it at. Like, is there some shit written in the program that says, you know, on the fifth time that mm-hmm. you see them walk by, you can finally show mm-hmm. the ball? I can't wait for somebody to comment and be like, wow. don't touch those levers. You will <laughs> never you... find the balls if you touch those levers. I'll be like, oh, that makes a lot of sense, huh? Didn't know this. <laughs> but uh, you want to go into our, our final thoughts and our review of the Walkabout <laughs> Mini Golf, even though I think our scores will the be pretty about The Walkabout DLC for yeah. Mist? Yeah, yeah, go for it. But uh, right before we do that, like always, let's take a moment, take a message from our sponsors, and a little ad break. Yes. You know, they're important. Yeah. I know people don't like ads the most, but guess no. what? On our Patreon, if you want if you want ad free, we sell an ad free tier of the podcast as well. You can also get exclusive Discord roles. You can vote on stuff. You can get shout outs. You can get video ticker, like your name across the bottom on a video ticker, whole bunch of stuff. So go check that out. Go join our subreddit. Go join our Discord, especially if you uh 
you know, you want to play some Among Us, but you don't have eight mm. other people, nine other people to play with, go join our Discord. We're doing a bunch of meetups, and we'll be back with you in just a moment. Cha-cha. Fall is in the air, and our friends at Finchero Collective has sponsored this episode to make sure all of our listeners are accessorizing their autumn outfits with premium watches, jewelry, sunglasses, and more. Their top-tier designs make sure you look class while you save some cash. Other watchmakers have insane markups, so that's where Vincero steps in. You can have the looks of a premium lifestyle without breaking the bank. For a limited time only, get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with our exclusive code ROUGHTALKVR at VinceroCollective.com. I love the high-quality feel and fashionable look that Vincero Collective brings without breaking the bank. Vincero Collective designs everything in-house, sources their own materials, and produces in small batches so the quality is at the highest standard. Whether you have a work meeting or a nice date planned, a high-quality watch can make a great impression. Vincero offers many attractive designs for the modern individual. In addition to watches, Vincero just launched their commuter bag. This is the ultimate travel bag specifically designed for someone who likes to look good while traveling. This product is made of 100% recycled nylon material, so it is lightweight and you can support a sustainable cause. Vincero Collective also offers iconic sunglass styles with polarized lenses and 100% UV protection. You can block out the sun with style. Feeling confident? Add on to your look with their essential yet sophisticated necklaces and bracelets for both you and for her. And with holidays sneaking up, this is the perfect gift for yourself or someone you love. Buy it before they sell out. But you don't have to take my word for it. With over 30,000 five-star reviews, they have been named GQ's go-to brand for premium lifestyle accessories. Get 20% off plus free shipping site-wide with the code ROUGHTALKVR at VinceroCollective.com. Support our show and use code ROUGHTALKVR at V-I-N-C-E-R-O Collective.com. Accessorize your life at an exceptional price with Vincero. We are excited to announce our newest Rough Talk VR podcast sponsor, VRList.xyz, a marketplace for VR talent that just launched April this year and already has over 100 members as of October. At VRList.xyz, they believe the metaverse will usher in new opportunities for all those who partake in it. With that, they asked a simple question, how can you find VR creators? Unhappy with the results they found, it was time to take things into their own hands. They've embarked on a journey to simplify how those looking for VR services can connect with those who supply them. VRList.xyz is an open marketplace for VR creators, instructors, entertainers, and proprietors to proudly showcase their talents and spaces to potential clients. And with already over 100 vendors listed, including Stratus and yours truly, VRList.xyz is quickly becoming the premier VR talent marketplace. Again, that's VRList.xyz to find the right VR talent for your needs. All right. So do you want to go first? Do you want me to to take the lead? Go for it. All right. It's a little different one. It's not like a standard review. Like no. I said, usually we do gameplay, replayability, functionality, aesthetics, and value. All rated 1 to 20 with the total adding up to the final score. That's too much for a DLC course. We're just going to do how is the course? one to ten and why do you feel that way right for me i'm gonna give this dlc a 10 out of 10 i honestly think that this is one of the dlcs i've enjoyed the most because of how how mentally challenging it was you know and even for me you know you always laugh at you know dude did your ball do anything to you before you know you're you're seeking revenge on it because sometimes Mm -hmm. i'll really whip the ball half the time I, I, i i didn't do it nearly as much because like there was so much like you know, you got to go slow. You really think about what you're going to do. But there were some of the holes that that actually benefited me. And I could tell when it was going to benefit me. And I was like, oh, dude, I'm going classic me. I would even say it. You know, there's one with like a bunch of buttons on the ground and you have to hit them all. And I was like, this hole is made for me. You see me do the full lined up hit. Boom. But no, just overall, the the strategic aspect of bringing a puzzle element to mini golf. I was like, wow, that that's really cool. The interactability is great. The difference in easy mode and hard mode, even though they're basically the same course, it's like, like always, you know, they do a great job differentiating the two and really, really making hard mode significantly harder. The balls, you know, nothing was a gimme. Even, like I said, we got maybe 11, 12 of them. I don't know if a single one of those we got, like, boom, 
right away. Like every single one of them we really had to search for. And just, I don't know. They, they really brought a whole new element to this course. And it, it makes me so excited to see what's coming next on the walkabout mini golf, you know, mighty coconut whiteboard that they must have, have chock full at their, their office. But yeah, I'm going to give them a 10 out of 10, 299 DLC. So much replayability in this one. In my opinion, you have to play it a couple of times because the first time you play it, you're not going to know what the, how to exactly to solve the hole, you know? So just on that, you know, you got to play through it a couple of times regular then the hard mode. Yeah, 10 out of 10 for me on this one. This was a, a great experience. No, fair enough. Um, I'm not, I won't repeat everything you said. I definitely think it's a 10. And I say that as someone who's not like a lifelong missed player. I just enjoyed the course a lot. I enjoyed the challenge. I'm enjoying the ball hunt challenge. There's a lot of things about the course I feel like I don't know or understand totally. So there's a lot of replay for me for sure. And, you know, it, they killed it. Like they've done every single course they've ever made. I mean, one could argue maybe some of their earlier courses aren't as great as these new courses, but I, I still love the early ones. I don't see anything wrong with anything. So a 10 for me, I mean it's lived up to you know the hype that's existed that i couldn't be part of because of not being a missed player but i have nothing but good things to say about it especially if you want a challenge if you're not looking for a really good challenge i wouldn't probably jump all over it but if you know that you do want some it you grab it yeah i i think that this is probably their hardest course yeah that's that's just my opinion for sure I mean, that's why I'm saying it's like I want to see a lot of these hole-in-one videos start popping because some of the other courses, they were pretty frequent. Mm-hmm. And, and impressive. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that these are going to be the most impressive ones. There's yes. some I want to yes. show me how you do it. If you pull off a hole-in-one on that, like the one that I did where we played and I had to go to the wall and then back, mm-hmm. right? Think of getting a hole-in-one on that. That would mean that you would have to hit it hard enough that you go all the way down the hole, mm-hmm. hit the button, Bounce off the wall that's a right behind tall. that. Yep. Hit the wall that's off that. Roll all the way back and happen to roll down the hill at the perfect angle that you get. Dude, crazy. It, insane. But insane. you did get a hole in one. But I won't say that that was a skill one. That You hit the ball and it went in the hole. Yeah, in I, one shot. I, I oomphed that it. That was pure I talent. I gooned it. I went. It was <laughs> pure talent. No, it was blind luck. <laughs> no, you even said like, Play that back. You're like, what? what? Yeah, I want to see that again. What happened? I remember when it went in, I was like, no way. <laughs> Hit the ball. Ping, ting, ting, ting. I was like, oh. I was like, get the hell out, man. <laughs> Dude, I was so, because I'm not the best walkabout mini golf player. I'll be honest. Like I said, yeah. so oftentimes I hit it pretty hard, but I always have a blast. I was going to so, say, I don't think we've ever played and been like in a bad mood, you know, like, this fucking no. golf. I think most times we play, we actually end up at, at least at one point, for whatever reason, we end up hysterically laughing. Yeah, it's happened. Every, every time. It's happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We just have so much fun with it, especially like, you're never laughing at somebody messing up, mm. but nothing worse than when like, somebody has a, like an important shot to make and it's like, it's, it's, it's on their score, you know, it's like they're kind of cutting it close to par or the lead's close or something. And then they hit the ball and it goes worst possible scenario and it like goes all the way back to the beginning nope. or just completely misses the hole and shoots rolls down a hill just went backwards two shots you know it's it's always funny <laughs> so kudos to mighty coconut though yeah no they as they, always you know i would expect nothing less from them at this point and again this is why i'm so excited for when they do one that's like Something that I'm a huge fan of because I've been getting all this enjoyment out of like these ones that are, you know, they're, they're whatever, not whatever in terms of like enjoyment, but whatever in terms of prior exposure to, you know, mm-hmm. when I get one that it's a diehard series of mine or something like that, I'm going to lose my mind. Oh, I totally get it. Yeah. So <laughs> well, look man. forward to the future, of course. No, and great team. Hopefully we can get some more people on from that team in the future. I mean, mm-hmm. I, Everybody there, you get to, you know, when we talk to them, you, you can hear that they're bringing something unique to it. And I don't know. It's just, it's a special team. So I, I hope we get some more interviews with them in the future too. The diversity of the backgrounds of where they came from 
is what blows me away the most. It's it so doesn't seem like too many VR dev backgrounds. No, you know what I mean. It's like no. they're all pulling out of left field, and it just works so Some good. Rather impressive resumes. Yeah. So I just want to keep learning more and more about the individual people who really make this game so magical. Because there's, there, I agree that that magic feeling exists for sure. So it's the walkabout feeling, right? I it's fact, not walkabout enough. It's just not walkabout. That was a walkabout mini golf was a descriptive term that we used in reviewing bocce time. When mm-hmm. your game is used to describe another game, like you have a damn good game. Yeah, you have a <laughs> you have a damn good game. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I think that that just about sums up our thoughts on walkabout mini golf and some of our thoughts as well on our early impressions of Among Us. But as you kept we'll saying, see what like, the final impressions bring to the table when we're public lobbying it. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's a lot more that you know, you and I wanted to say today, but you know, mm-hmm. can't blow it all for next week. We don't want to just repeat ourselves endlessly, but I will say we're reviewing it next week. So if you know, you're looking for games to play, like I keep saying, go join our discord, you know, play with us a bit. We'll be doing some public lobbies this next week as well. Cause it's only fair. We got to experience mm-hmm. the hell watch with our luck. We're going to do like 10 lobbies public and they're all going to be like super mature. No way. Like the best of the best. I'll, my bet on that right now. Yeah, I'll, we'll be lucky to get one. 50 50, I'll say, maybe. Mm-hmm. If I had to put what my guess is going to be my thoughts are next week, is that like, yeah, you need like some way to meet up with, but you need an organized group in order to get enjoyment because the public library, library, my suggestion are be terrible. is played at 3 30 in the morning <laughs> <laughs> when there's no little kids up yeah. playing VR. That's all. But nonetheless, so if you enjoy this episode, rate us five stars, subscribe, go check out our Discord, our subreddit. You can find the links to those in our show notes. You know, check out our sponsors. You know, if you're sick of ad reads, go check out our Patreon and stay tuned for something special coming at the end of the week. Sweet. Sweet.